Today's bonus episode of the Buttecast is brought to you by Park Street Liquors. If you're looking for it, Park Street Liquors has it. Stop by and see Tom and the crew today. They can assist with your corporate event or wedding by helping create and plan your wine and spirits menu. They can also point you to the finest whiskeys, regional spirits, or the latest RTDs. Park Street Liquors. Call 406-782-6278 or stop by at 133 West Park Street. Make your story legendary. Now, let's get this thing started. Welcome to the Butte Cast with Bill Foley. It's a podcast about the greatest city in the world, Butte, America. Amen. Let's meet the people and characters who make Butte the richest hill on earth. Now, here's my dad, Bill Foley. I think it all started with Alanis Morissette. As much as I liked some of the songs on her 1995 album, Jagged Little Pill, I can never forgive her for misusing my favorite word in the song Ironic. Not only did she misuse the word, she made sure that an entire generation followed suit. The only thing ironic about the song Ironic is that nothing in the song Ironic is ironic. Not one thing. Irony occurs when the actual meaning is the complete opposite from the literal meaning. It isn't 10,000 spoons when all you need is a knife. I'd like to believe that Alanis was purposely being ironic by using examples that are not ironic in the song Ironic, but she's Canadian. I can't believe her beady little eyes or her flapping head so full of lies. Misuse of words like that just drives me absolutely up the wall. I have a friend who thinks infer is the smart guy's way to say imply, and it makes my skin crawl. It is not. Infer is to imply in the same manner that listen is to talk. Another thing that bugs me is hearing people pronounce the T in often. The T is supposed to be silent in the word often for the same reason it is silent in the word listen, unless you're talking about a boxer named Sonny. As the years went on, the list of the number of misused words that bugs me has grown tremendously. I am also bugged by people who use extra words and silly cliches. It is especially bugging when they use those cliches incorrectly, like 180 degrees incorrectly. That is what today's column is about. I only listed a fraction of the words and phrases that bug me because I ran the list through the school of the Reverend McLean a couple of times before posting it. You can read the column for yourself at ButteCast.com. Tapper Light, sometimes less, really is more. My favorite scene from the great 1992 movie A River Runs Through It does not involve fly fishing. Instead, I like the part when young Norman McLean is learning riding from his father, or as Norman put it, he was attending the school of the Reverend McLean. So while my friends spent their days at Missoula Elementary, Norman the narrator says, I stayed home and learned to write the American language. The scene shows young Norman writing and presenting his work to his father, who marks it up and says, half as long, as he hands it back. Norman delivers another draft, and the dad hands it back one more time. Again, he says, half as long. The third draft is satisfactory to his father, who says, good, now throw it away. Then Norman and his little brother Paul went fishing. I think about that scene often when writing. It reminds me that when writing or speaking, less is almost always more. 
Of course, that might sound a bit ironic coming from a guy who posts columns of 1,200 to 1,300 words each week. Well, the first drafts are often twice as long, so there's that. When it comes to news and sportscasters, though, they seem to strive for the opposite. Many tend to add unnecessary words in an effort to sound smarter. ESPN text message reporter Adam Scheffner is the worst offender. Shefty cannot say right now or as of now or currently. Rather, he says, at this particular point in time. Maybe he gets paid by the word. As George Carlin once said, I don't have pet peeves. I have major psychotic bleeping hatreds. While you will see a lot of these examples watching the news, I notice them more when watching or listening to sports commentators. In an effort to hopefully help and to give myself a little therapy, below are some common examples of the misuse of words, excessive words, and words that just don't make sense. That said, about 20 years ago, someone trying to sound smart, probably on the ESPN show Around the Horn, started saying that said instead of however. That turned into that being said. It's a million times worse when a writer uses that phrase because it isn't said at all. It's written. RBI instead of RBIs. Back in the 1990s, a sports center anchor joked when a player drives in multiple runs, he should be credited with RSBI instead of RBIs. After all, he said, it stands for runs batted in, not run batted ins. That led to the movement where writers and commentators refer to somebody having a game with three RBI. This is as silly as it is enraging. When a player drives in a run, he is credited with an RBI. When he drives in another run, he now has two RBIs. If you explain that to your English teacher, I'm sure she will understand. RBIs is the way we talk from Ty Cobb through Pete Rose. There is no reason to change it because a sports center anchor was once being snarky. A lot of tread on his tires. This one is almost exclusively used when talking about running backs. I heard it 37 times last week alone, and it's almost always used 180 degrees incorrectly. He has a lot of tread on his tires, a commentator will say about a back who is nearing the end of his career. You don't want that guy because he has a lot of tread on his tires. You do not want to buy tires from someone who says this. As anyone who has ever been stuck in the mud in Alabama can tell you, tread on your tires is actually a good thing. Foot in the ground. I promise you will hear this the first football game you watch on television this season. The color commentator will talk about a runner making a cut and he will say he put his foot in the ground and changed directions. If a running back really did put his foot in the ground, he isn't going anywhere. This is one of the many football sayings that are off the charts on the annoying scale. They are right up there with calling a draft pick a plug-and-play player or referring to a ball carrier as a north-south runner. What if you're playing at Naranchi Stadium or Vigilante Stadium in Helena? Those fields run east and west, and a north-south runner would be horribly ineffective playing there. Those are all on the same level of silly as saying the defensive lineman is pinning his ears back or a linebacker is putting his head on a swivel. Draft Capital If someone refers to draft picks as draft capital, just walk away from him. Suddenly, football reporters and fans are trying to sound like economic professors. Using $5 words does not make you sound smarter. It exposes the opposite. You should also walk away or turn the channel if you hear phrases like sexy pick, down to their last strike, or golf shot. The Aaron Rodgers is of the world. If you turn on ESPN for five minutes, you will hear someone talk about the Aaron Rodgers is of the world, or the Patrick Mahomes is of the world. There is only one Aaron Rodgers. Every day I count my lucky stars that we don't have two, for multiple reasons. Room. When the Bears traded for DJ Moore, a lot of people said things like, the Bears receiver room just got a whole lot better. What? Is Moore a painter or an interior decorator? Okay, so each position group meets in a different room at each team's headquarters. 
but Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, and Calvin Johnson can all walk into a room and it doesn't make the room better. The company, on the other hand, is a different story. Honestly. When people tell me they are being honest, I just assume that they are lying all the times when they don't tell me they are being honest. Also, please don't tell me personally. If you say, I think, then I will gather that it is your personal belief. The idea of. You will hear this almost every minute you watch sports or listen to sports radio. Well, Jim, I like the idea of running the ball here. I like the idea of drafting a quarterback. It's like they invented the concept with the ultra-deep thinking that is only possible from a person with a 200 IQ. Albert Einstein can talk about the idea of his theory of relativity or his quantum theory of light. You are just watching sports on TV. To your point, this is one you will hear from the talking heads of cable news as well as those arguing sports on Get Up or First Take. To your point, Jim, the word they are looking for is also on the planet. LeBron James is the best basketball player on the planet. The inference there is that there are other basketball players doing great things on the moon. Who knows? Maybe they are. Maybe Neil Armstrong had some mad hoop skills. Perhaps Marvin the Martian really can knock down the three. These are just a few examples of the things that drive me up the wall when I watch sports or attempt to watch the news. Some of these come from people trying to sound smarter than they are. Others are just plain silly. The list was much longer but I ran it through the school of the Reverend McLean a couple of times and knocked it down by more than half. Feel free to add some of your own in the comments section. Trust me, it is very therapeutic. Now, throw it away. Proud to be from you, America, USA.